Hello everybody, and welcome to the Commander's Forge. Now, just a little peek behind the scenes. Uh, this episode is being recorded shortly after the last episode was recorded, which I did before spoilers started, and this one is just after spoilers started. Now that that's out of the way, my name is Andy Bentley, and the Commander's Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and things that I enjoy. And today we're going to talk about things that I don't enjoy, and my theory behind it. And believe me, I'm going to go down a whole damn rabbit hole. So, another peek behind the curtain... I'm recording this on the 27th, which is the day that Wizards started preview season for Kamigawa, which I was able to catch the stream, and, you know, it all looked pretty cool, saw some new cards, Jin Kataxius was there, we found out who the Wanderer is, that's all cool stuff. Then, right at the end of the stream... They showed a card. Tamio completed Sage. So. <sighs> Legendary Planeswalker Tamio enters with 5 loyalty, and her mana cost is 2, a green, a blue, and a hybrid green or blue Phyrexian mana. Which I thought we agreed that Phyrexian mana was a problem in the past, so I'm really surprised to see that. But also, how dare they? How dare they take Tamio, who is arguably one of the most wholesome planeswalkers, and do this? Okay, but regardless, enters with 5 loyalty. It has completed, but that's literally... Uh, just saying, if you use the Phyrexian mana, she enters with two less loyalty. Plus one, tap up to one target artifact or creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap. Minus X, exile target non-land permanent card with mana value X from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of the card. And negative seven, you create... Tamio's Notebook, a legendary colorless artifact token with spells you cast cost two less to cast, and tap, draw a card. I can't even say I'm disappointed. I am straight up angry with this decision. And I was thinking about it while I was driving home, and I'll get into the theory crafting I did on the way home in the second part of this. But for right now, just know, Andy no happy, and if, if they are able to save Tamio, it better happen. And I'm trying very hard, very hard not to use certain words right now. I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm gonna kick this to the mid-roll, and I will be right back. Hey, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know 
it isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff. Believe me, I know that. But if you would like to help support the podcast and me, you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks, but that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. And I'm back. Now, took a minute to just calm myself down. But let's get into my theory on if or when they will be able to save Tamio. So, we've seen that Jin Kataxis is in Kamigawa. And we know that Vorinclex was in Kaldheim. Now, technically speaking, there was three sets between Kaldheim and... Kamigawa, but I'm counting it as two sets because Innistrad was essentially one big set broken in two. So by that theory, we should theoretically see a Praetor every third set. And as I was working this out in my head, I, I, I realized something. So with Jinkataxius being here, the next set that would theoretically follow this pattern would be the fourth quarter of this year, which is the Brothers War set, which is set in the past. And the reason that's important is because I believe in the lore, Shieldred is dead. She's gone. She was destroyed. But if they're going to the past, it's theoretically feasible that they could show her because the Phyrexians were around during that time period. I don't know. It It's a out there theory, but I'm going with it. Then from there, the next of the two remaining Praetors would be in the quarter three release of 2023. And that would either be the Red Praetor Urabrask or the White Praetor Elish Norn. Then, if it follows that pattern, we wouldn't see the fifth Praetor until quarter one of 2025, which would then line up to us having the new Phyrexian return in quarter four of 2025. And I think if it does go in that timeline, we're going to see a set that is on par with War of the Spark in that there's a lot of setup time, there's a lot of moving pieces, and a lot of characters. But more on that, the fact that they took Tamio 
who everybody in the Gatewatch knows, who is a friend of a Johnny's. It just, mm, it just makes sense that the Planeswalkers will want to try and find a way to counteract the Phyrexians and save Tamiya. If it's possible. If it's possible, that is, I believe, the earliest we will see it. It's either fourth quarter of 2025 or it will be the first quarter of 2026. And that's... uh, I'm not happy. Like, did they have to take Tamiyo? Like, hear me out. They could have taken Jace. And I feel like it would have had the same impact. And arguably taken a character who's uh, a little more morally gray. I just, I just think there's a lot more uh, planeswalkers that would be better suited to it. Like, imagine if Garrick, like, freed from his curse, gets taken to the Phyrexians and completed. And then, you know, he makes, like, giant cyborg beasts or something. Like, I just... Mm. All I can do for now is just wait and see and keep my eye on the magic story. But yeah, I just, it doesn't sit right with me. Like to the point where I'm not even sure I want to play the card. It makes me like that uneasy. And it's just, mm. Regardless, I've said enough. I do believe I have conveyed my point. I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.